0: we won again. Yeah. This is good,
1: but what is best in life? How about living the only people of war? Wrong! I would summon a demon more yeah. yeah. to rise and all in hell. Wrong! A broken action. Wrong! Burn yeah. him. What is best in life? Crush your enemy. see yeah. 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 them driven yeah. 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 before you, and hear the lamentation of your women. Yeah, 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 Contemplate yeah. this on the
0: tree of woe.
1: Howdy, 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 and folks, it's Garage Gamer. Uh, it's feast or famine with this show, isn't it? First, you barely get two episodes at last month at all, and now this month, you've got bonuses upon bonuses, treasures and gifts and wonder it's fantastic and not alienating
0: at all to have absolutely no consistency
1: (laughs) stop that's harrison i'm david this is garage gamer we're at day two day two of our gen con coverage and boy oh boy was today a day yeah, it was. It was day two, in fact. Yeah, we didn't have to start at 8 in the morning this time. We didn't have to get up till almost 8.30, so...
0: Oh, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty cool, and I'm going to have to get up real early tomorrow for my
1: game, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, folks, uh, I, Kevin is not here right now. It is getting late, and if we don't record now, we're not going to get to record it today. Somebody's sleepy. Get, <laughs> I'm an old man. Shut up. I had a nap. This afternoon, um, and yet you're still sleepy. I'm not too sleepy, but I also don't want to have all this set up, and I don't want to get tired, and I want to be able to relax. I'm, I'm, I'm in my comfy PJs, and I want to do my thing. Uh, Kevin is at a puppet slam, which, if for those of you who don't know, is literally a, swearing puppets. Yeah, swearing puppets. And if Team America is your thing, <laughs> check it out. That's Marionettes.
0: I don't know enough about puppets to know the difference. <laughs> you can tell it's not my thing, because I'm here recording. <laughs> okay, so
1: um, so today we got up, and we did have, and I was excited about this, uh, 10 o'clock, Games Workshop was doing demos. Now, that was in the vendor's hall that they were doing demos, and I will say this, as much as we all know I love Games Workshop... They should have chairs. <laughs> They're so bad at setting up a booth. <laughs> no, the booth itself isn't set up bad and it's got gorgeous stuff
0: in it's it. It's very tight and a lot of it is taken a lot of the space is taken up by like a table full of shoulder pads. If you want to get shoulder pads, go
1: to Gen Con, apparently. Well that was the and that was the, 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 the to be fair, like, that, that, display was the, stuff. that was the Forge World Horus Heresy stuff. Like and they had it set up by different so like, legions and there was a lot of shoulder pads. Yeah, there's there, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff and not a lot of space.
0: Yeah, and you can't space bag a space marine. So,
1: right, they're I mean,
0: in a little bit of trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean they had a decent sized space, but they they, they had demos for Blood Bowl. They had demos for Kill Team going. They had demos for Horus Heresy. Um, they had a very basic Kill Team setup, and I was excited about this because I signed up for the Kill Team demo. Now, so did I. It was cool. Yeah. I got us both signed up. I kind of know how to play kill team. I figured maybe I've if never I, played a game in my life. Yeah, and I figured if if we went A uh, maybe I'd learn, maybe I'd get a little, you know, maybe I'd get a little better at it. Maybe it's very you, basic. You you can you can always learn something, you know that. Right. And so, but I really wanted to get Harrison signed up cuz now uh, those of you who listen to the show, um we've talked about uh War Cry before war cry harrison does not like that game i very i actively dislike this game Um, i think it is a bad game i i disagree with him i think it's fun it's got good elements um but his point is the basic thing in war cry is roll sixes if you can roll sixes you can win and the more sixes you roll the quicker you
0: win and also move around a board that where your movement is super not precise and just kind of all over the place. If if the game felt super all over the place and roll a six and I win. And I mean, Talisman was fun when I was a
1: kid, but I don't want to play Talisman anymore. The old, the new Talisman is terrible. The old second edition Talisman that Tom Foley had, with the with the market expansion and the other uh, the dungeon expansion and the weird space warp expansion where you could go into the warp and then you actually had a space marine and a chaos space marine. Yeah, came. were you
0: also friends with Galileo, old man? That was a fun game.
1: Yeah, I get it. You're 100 years old. You need to stop. So, um, he doesn't like Warcry, and so, but I'm like, put, I, I'm I'm just that's not it, the point the, of this yeah, though it's it, just yeah, not the that, point that was one of the smaller games that came out that i tried with him and he didn't like, like it and I don't, <laughs> like
0: it i i always try to give things the benefit of the doubt and we played two games and de- the third game came up and he was like you want to you want to try it again you want to maybe switch it up and i was like i'm i'm done with this i'm no we're i've I, I,
1: I it wasn't fun at all and i and i get that i totally get that um In fact, a a lot of War Cry that I'm doing now... Because um, I love the terrain. The terrain is great. Um, I also am not a huge fan of the
0: spiky, unfinished chaos aesthetic, and that's also the whole game. So I didn't really enjoy looking at it either. <laughs> I
1: like it. Um, but we did bring it, and because um, I think we're going to be starting up Warhammer Club again this year at school, since now we're there all the time. Big and, news. And if we're going to start up Warhammer Club again, most of the kids are there. They're mostly starting off, they're playing Warcry cuz it's easy to teach and they love it. For kids, I got a, I got a bunch If you've of- never played a game Roll a 6 and you win is a fun game. It's it's a little more than Roll a 6 and you win. You know that. I but, know it.
0: It's- no, like like I'm I'm not I'm not even like trying to be facetious or anything like that. Like I was serious when I said when I pl- I played Talisman as a kid and I really did enjoy it. I thought that was a very fun game, but I
1: I, I don't want to play that game anymore. Right, and so I know the kids at Warhammer Club, they've never played a tabletop RPG in their life before this. They come in, we've got a couple of tables set up, uh, they're learning possibly, I, I, some of the kids, you know. they yeah, it's I cool, let them, you get to move them, them around and, and the kids climb started, the terrain and stuff. Yeah. And the kids who started coming week to week, uh, you know, some of them wanted to learn how to paint. And we got a few sets for Warhammer Club, so I let the kids you know, hey, go ahead paint them. They're turn- and you know they're so excited to, to see the kids painting their first models, and you're showing them the and I'm showing them the base coat wash, you know, quick high, dry brushy highlight method, the three coat method, um, because we we didn't have when we first started Warhammer Club before the pandemic, we didn't have uh, contrast paints um in the before times yes in the before times um and the world that was if you were watching my students just pure joy at painting their first model and being like how does this look mr white tech i'm like it's it's awesome like it's it's way better than my first model ever was it's
0: better than what i could probably produce now
1: but you know it's you know we we know the techniques we're showing them the basics and so we're going to we're going to use that for that but that's not the point of this story the point of this story is i signed this up for kill team because kill team is freaking awesome kill team is what i want warcry to be and when they came out with the new edition of warcry and there are changes and it's become a better game it has the rules have shown it's a better game but if if you say hey we've got 45 minutes let's play a skirmish game i am going to pick kill team a hundred times out of a hundred i mean i would i would agree with you on that yeah. based on my
0: limited experience with kill team i would not want to play Warcry. but so we got but to the demo and you started playing th- th- it. Th- that's very interesting that you say that because when we started playing the demo they were going over movement and things like that and i was sitting over on the space marine side of the table and Dad sitting over on the necron side of the table and i kind of look over at him and i'm I can feel myself already hemming and hawing at this. Because I'm like, this feels like 40K Warcry, Which I know is absolutely not like the order of how things were released or anything like that. But I'm like, this feels like Warcry in 40K.
1: And to be fair, and that's the, to be fair, uh, the demo they're giving. They've already got everything set up. And they're just basically showing you the rules of movement. The rules of how to shoot, the rules of if you get into close combat, how to get into close combat, how to grab. I mean, objectives. it was a demo. Like yeah. let's let's not get ahead of, ahead of ourselves. So it was a demo. Any of you who know anything about Kill Team, all of the the, the stuff that gets cooler, the picking out your your fancy, you know, the, all the cool things you can do, picking out special weapons, all of that was stripped out. You were given. I'm stuff. shocked that we
0: did not make a kill team during a demo. I feel robbed. In <laughs> fact,
1: well, Kate, okay, no need to be a smartass. My point is, you know, when you went in, so it was. It was a lot of okay. Now they're going to move. Now they're rolling to hit. You need four. You know, you need this or better. And then Harrison's watching that they're grabbing objectives, but then it's like okay, now they're moving into cover. Now they're moving into this. And then I was sitting there watching because we they had eleven Necrons and five Space Marines.
0: Yeah, which. The fir- as soon as they said that, I'm like, hmm, action economy does not work out there. That's this is going to be rough for us Space Marines out here with
1: 15 total actions per turn. Yeah, um, plus the Space Marines had mostly pistols and they didn't have long any any anything that had a long range of uh, you know shot. Whereas all the Necrons had their Gauss blasters, which were like, oh, they can reach across the whole board and they hurt. They're not. They are not bad. There, those those guns were. Messing us up a bit yeah and then So I'm sitting there watching this and I know how to play it Then the guys are moving in and trying to get close I'm like get in close and grab that objective I go and I I said I'm like I've played A couple of games and I'm telling You guys get your space marines into Hand-to-hand combat because you will Destroy everything And then suddenly they're like oh yeah So then they went in to try that and I don't even Think the demo guy was 100% ready for That but then they jumped in he's like oh okay let's do This demo guy got excited
0: yeah, and because you know they what? were doing combat Close combat and kill team is
1: cool. It is brutal. It is just brutal. And Harrison sort of lit up when we got to that point. So my excitement is that now you are definitely in for some kill team. I I think I am, and I kind I kind of learned what I thought. Kill team has guns,
0: which I thought was w- way more important to having. Which you don't have in Warcry, because in war, in generally speaking, like, Warhammer fantasy as a whole, the shooting phase is not nearly as important as it feels
1: in 40k. And, well, yeah. I mean, it is, though, like, now, especially with your stupid like elves and stuff.
0: Just sitting, just, like, running around, climbing terrain and things like that just felt like I don't, like playing with action figures, I guess. But it's like, we were sitting, like, it felt...
1: Oh it ki- it
0: kind of felt like an no go ahead go ahead go ahead i don't want to forget this. no go ahead oh okay uh i don't like Like it kind of felt like how infinity was supposed to feel uh with like you jumping from cover to cover and you know trying to avoid getting take uh, getting shots taken and things like that. like it, f- it felt cinematic almost oh and, and it's like with the active danger of
1: shooting every turn and things like that i thought it was more engaging i guess and then when you guys, when you found out you got Overwatch because you had less models, so as they continued to move models, you had guys who could try and at least shoot back. You had some stuff you could do. Yeah, that was pretty. You you were you liked that. I just oh my god, because as you said, playing with action figures, the Joy Toy thing that they were selling there. Oh yeah, Joy Toy, not a great brand name, but
0: uh, they're selling like action figure type things at. I like, don't know like it licensed Games Workshop products, and they had like a like a Space Marine squad. I don't know, Primaris they, had, squad. they had
1: Primaris Reavers, and then they had I, I don't even remember what it was called. It was the the he was basically walking around in a mech suit the the Space Marine in the big it suit. Was,
0: it wasn't like a Titan or a Dreadnought or no, anything it like, like, like it. It no. Like, it looked like the thing from aliens. Looked like the thing from aliens. Yeah.
1: Um, and if you spent like five hundred dollars, you got a hundred and forty nine dollar joy toy thing. And I was just like, I don't know which these are. I don't even know what this is. And then We went and we were just walking to another booth, and we were like, uh, we got stopped by the the flow of people, and we we're like, oh hey, here we go. <laughs> Those things are. I mean, they're basically five inch tall action figures.
0: Yeah, one eighteenth scale. I
1: don't know if you have to build them.
0: It doesn't look like you do. It looks like it the said, kids. It said that they're action uh, action figures with opposable joints. Like to me, that feels like buying a Star Wars figure I, or I, a GI Joe. If you're a hundred, I stop. I kind of
1: want them.
0: <laughs> we are here tomorrow. I uh, stay tuned and see if
1: he buys the I, Space sp- Marines, but folks. I'm, I'm also kind of broke, like. I had to fix my old computer and buy a new computer and that took all the monies. I am still aware of this and I'm still going to leave it up. Let's
0: let's stay tuned and find out. This is a very real possibility all of a sudden.
1: I'm not saying that Christmas is coming and that my my children could Especially since one is here, four, four months away, and, and you'd be done shopping for the old man early. I'm just, I'm look. I'm not saying. I'm just saying they got the character one, they got the little reaver ones, and they got the big mech dude. I, um, you know, I don't know. I'm just, but it what those, those are cool, and I I've never even seen them. Like I didn't even, how did I not know about this? I was a little surprised. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It was really detailed, and I really was like, holy mackerel, we may have to get some of this. So that was our beginning of the day. Um, we did not get in for the demo uh, from Renegade for the campaign in a box. Yeah. By the way, w- campaign in a box. We didn't even talk about that, did we, yesterday? Really? I thought we did. We, did, cause we, did, we told Kevin about it, but I don't know if we told uh, him on the air. But if you don't know, they've got the Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf is it Redemption now. Retribution. Retribution, sorry. And the vampire one is called Chronicles. Yeah. And it's basically a sort of a streamlined version of their role-playing game. You've got your character cards and your sheets, but it comes with like, you know, these little black chapter books. And there's 60 of them, they said, in the vampire one. It's a narrative-driven game that... It it seems like it's a role-playing game. It's not... Pure role playing. It's game? not
0: a legacy game or anything like that. You can play it again when you're done, I suppose.
1: Well, he says that your choices will determine which books you use. So,
0: so it seems like a choose your own adventure like narrative dungeon crawl game.
1: Like possibly, I guess, like, like it almost yeah. like it feels. Because it's got like, little models, mo- but it's, it's also got your stats like regular vampire. Yeah, it's got
0: models and a board and things like that and dice and all that stuff, but you got you have a character sheet, because you like progress through the game. It uh, it seems I, I've never played it, but it seems a little bit like um Oh god, what's it called? I don't
1: know. Well you think about what it's called, and I'll think about what I was telling us, which is it's basically werewolf or vampire. You know, it's a campaign in a box, and we did not get to demo that today. We were kind of moving on. Uh, it was nice to see some people uh, that we know, saw some friends we know, got to see actually um, Gloomhaven.
0: That's the game. It seems a little bit like Gloomhaven, except more narrative and more role I don't role think play I've driven. ever
1: played Gloomhaven
0: have i it's rel- i think it's relatively new it's expensive it's like Descent but bigger and more oh okay well cuz they have So a-
1: hopefully you haven't bought it well, no they were at the they had the there was a huge booth that had gloomhaven and frosthaven that we walked by Uh, Set up and I I saw those and I didn't we didn't get a demo of that either because that was really a busy that was a busy booth yeah it's a it's a cool game that a lot of people like there is so much happening though but it was nice to see friends Uh, a friend of the show Matthew Eskridge I think I pronounced his last name right um, when I was talking about a year ago about being interested in 3D printing he really Helped, and he has still been helping me out, and I still haven't printed anything. But he's like there, coaching me on the things I need and what to do, and and where it's to been set a up. Busy year. <laughs> yeah, Uh but he was here today with with uh, with Mrs. Eskridge, and so he was like, "Hey, I'm here." So we got to meet up and talk for a little bit. That was very cool. I was excited about that. Um, we walked the rest of the vendor hall. So many cool things we did get we did buy some artwork because if you've never been to gen con they have authors and artists it's called authors and artists row yeah uh where there's literally you know some self-published authors some well well-known authors just sitting there yeah, selling uh, books. authors and artists coming in and
0: setting up their own booth selling their own work It's and it's a cool thing
1: we found this one artist and uh i i I have the receipt with the name. I wish we had a... Did he have a business card? Did you grab one? I did not. Damn, because I want to get more of his work. Uh, But he basically does it. He has a very, very interesting art style, and he was doing uh, a lot of different um, animated shows. Like, he would do posters for the shows with the different characters and stuff. Yeah, he he does, like... It seems like digital, at least. It seems like
0: digital... uh, uh, works for like inspired by TV and things like
1: that. I picked up one a poster for myself. It's a small. This, this is a small one, uh, and one for Kira Harrison. We've got him a large one because it was uh, it. Oh,
0: it's one of those like large collage type pictures that I, I don't know if you've seen them online, but they've got like like they it, it. This one in particular like tells the entire story of Naruto like through small images in the picture. It's like it's like extremely dense like you go and you look at it and things like that. There was another one that he had um, for Avatar for Avatar. There was a one he had for Dragon Ball Z and he actually hid all of the Dragon Balls in the yes. I- in the picture and one of the characters was holding a map that showed you where they were. In the picture so you could go and check yourself Inside the actual picture yeah. It was like it,
1: it was crazy And but what was cool was the one, and one of the reasons you picked The Naruto one was as you pointed out It didn't just tell the story If you went up the left side of the poster It tells Naruto's narrative Storyline and if you went up the right side Of the poster it told Sasuke's Narrative storyline it, It's incredible It's an incredible piece of artwork And uh, so we picked up some artwork I was gonna get We did that I mean basically I was looking for something for Kira And she's way into anime Yeah she's She Yep Yep I'll leave it at that And she You know we, we went to the booth that sold Anime uh, You know videos And and dolls And those little Those nice wall tapestries I like those wall hanging yeah. things Um you know, and a lot of them were the weird, like, uh, like you know, thirteen-year-old me real, would have really liked real, it. But there's just, a lot
0: of fan service, and there's a lot of just
1: certain yeah. in certain subcultures. There was some icky stuff there, but I found, you know, I'm like, oh, she loves this show, and that's a really cool hanging, and like this is an actual. This guy made this. Yeah, this and is this, like way art, cooler, and we're gonna get it framed and, and it'll give be it to awesome. her. So it's very cool. Uh, what else did we get? So then we went back for the Horace Heresy demo because I'm all in on Horus Heresy and I haven't played it yet and I'd like to see once again I'm going in to see what they're going to show us. Now a lot now here's the, here's here's my issue. And it's not Games Workshops problem. They didn't promise me this, but we've done other demos in previous years and I'm doing some demos tomorrow that are in the gaming hall. And when you have the demos in the gaming hall, there's room for get this gaming. Yeah, like there, now, there are some demos in the vendor's hall that are like this, but a lot of times you're set up for it, and basic y- Games Workshop did,
0: was gen- generally, I would say, did not have the space to be running so many demos, especially because they were placed on like the perimeter of the, of uh, the booth, because it was like trying to draw people in, which is obviously like a factor that you want to do, but then it's like, my there's thing not wasn't, really anywhere to go. Yeah, my
1: thing wasn't the space, it was that... A lot of the demos, they try to sell you on how cool the game is and show you the cool mechanics. Like, we've sat down for different card game demos and different board game demos where they really get you in and get you playing. Heck, I did the, when, uh, when Underworlds first came out, that first year when Underworlds was first released, I did a demo, and you and I were there, and it took you through all three, ter- like, they showed you how to play the whole game. Uh, I didn't expect to learn the whole game of I was, horse heresy. You're
0: not going to play a whole game of horse heresy. I'm, no, no, no. I, I'm sorry but to disappoint you. Even with you. even,
1: but like, I just I thought it was going to get a little more in depth, and that's what because that's why I thought it was in the gaming hall where they were actually going to be t- like trying to get people. It was just it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I, it was fine, but it was twelve of us around a big. It was a big table. They had that was those the the tiles that it was, was like an eight by eight table. Yeah. It was this huge table, and lots
0: of things set up. Some of them decorative, some of them not. It was
1: probably more four by four because you could reach towards the middle. But it was a four foot by four foot. I think might have been a little bigger. I don't know. It was definitely not a four by four. Definitely not oh, a four by four. Maybe it was six by four then because they were the two th- those those tile. Oh, you know what? They I were don't know. Square and there were four of them. Don't, so yeah, don't know. No. Um, it was gorgeous. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna post some pictures up. I'll put up definitely put up the a picture of the table as the. As this day's, you know, the the image on the show, um, tons of models on the board, All, basically almost everything that they were selling in the starter box. With several starter boxes out there, it on it like it looked it looked like a white Dwarf photo. They had Fulgrim out there. They had Ferris Manus. They had a, they, they had were
0: doing having
1: their duel. There was a Warhound in the background. Yeah, they're like the Warhound Titan. We're not playing with. But basically, that demo was more along the lines. And they even said they're like, we're just showing you. And it was basically how do you move. How do you shoot? How do you figure out your numbers? Nothing it's I need. cool. Needed. There's a weapon skill and ballistic skill table. I like that. Yeah. Um, so we, I, 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 get, I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I was being unrealistic. I knew I wasn't going to learn. But like when I went to go to learn how to play Malifaux, they really got into how to play all of Malifaux. Um, I kind of was expecting it on a slightly smaller scale with a little more detail. It was huge scale. Not a lot of detail.
0: I, I feel that's like almost apples and oranges to compare a board game or a card game or even a game like Malifaux to 40K. Right well, like, yeah. like,
1: I mean, it's... Look, you've, see, you've seen is, the Horus Heresy rulebook, right? This is my stupidity here. I'm not going to deny. And plus, I signed up for this back th- before I had Horus Heresy stuff even. I wanted to learn how to play as soon as it was... An, like, as soon as that popped ah. up. So I just, all I'm saying is my expectations were unrealistic, <laughs> and when I got there, we basically went through about one round of shooting, and then they charged, and I'm like, I know how to do all of this. And so we sort of, because there were 12 people around I the table not, doing things. I was
0: not even registered for this demo. I was just hanging around. I Eventually, I left to go to the Chessex booth, and I got a set of <laughs> miscast uh, green, or Glass counters because you can never have too many glass counters, and then I got True. a set of small dice because they were cute and I wanted them.
1: Yeah, and then so we it was basically like seven dollars. We Go basically to Chess X. and because it it wasn't like you were setting up against teams. There was two actually two guys there. Help from Games Workshop helping with the demo, and they were great. Like the guy was making jokes, yeah, they having were, a good they, time. Like Games Workshop,
0: like do, like they like they do things well. Like they have, and their people are very clearly
1: knowledgeable and like the game and things like that. My expectations were completely off and completely unrealistic. That's all I'm saying. I was I was hoping for something. If it different. was like
0: a two hour demo, like yeah, I would see that. But like it was a one hour demo. Like and like the, they say, like I saw there was. Uh, they're doing demos of Stellaris every two hours, and I have a feeling that's playing through like the majority of a game, but it's like, I, I don't want to sit for two hours and play a demo for a game that's only available even for pre-order.
1: Well, that's the problem. That was only available for pre-order. I would have sat down and done that with you, too, if the, if we could have gotten the game, but we're still waiting on
0: we're still waiting on Europa Universe Atlas. I'm so excited. It's going to have so many square cubes with so many colors.
1: We got down to happy hour. The hotel we're in has like a hey come and, uh, like a meet and greet type of thing, but it's basically happy hour. Um, They open it up, you can get a couple of free drinks, and there's tables there, and a lot of people here at Gen Con come, and they're there, and they get some snacks and a couple of drinks, and they're playing games, and the people next to us, I even forget what the name of the game was they were playing.
0: Arc Nova, it's actually a cool game. I sell it at my store, Gift of Games, in Grayslake, Lake, Illinois. Um, <laughs> but I I run the board game night there on Monday nights, and they've played it a few times, and I haven't actually gone and looked and seen how it plays or anything like that, because the last couple of times they've done it, I've also had to like do my job or whatever, and you know had to like help customers and stuff, <laughs> but i was i was i've
1: been interested in this game because it looks awesome and it's like you're building a zoo and things like that. You were still upstairs I went down to the to the lobby to the area where the where the the drinking was happening, and I sat down next to this table, and I just look over and it's boards with little maps and tons of little different and it's funny cuz this company when they make their all your little bits are just little square wooden cubes that are different colors. It's a typical euro game. Yeah. And so I look down at the people sitting next to us and it's just tons of little square I'm like Harrison's going to freak out when he gets out. I'm like Harrison look he's like what game is that? cuz it's like- it's it it's I mean like it's a euro
0: game. You're pushing colored cubes from pile to pile and trying to buy cards and stuff like that. But Ark Nova is especially cool cuz it's like hey, I'm not playing a, you know, a merchant in 1813
1: Venice or something like that. It's hey, you're making a zoo. It's fun. You're making a zoo. I want to play where I'm in the 1500s and I'm working and making cloth on a loom. Come on. What
0: what is so much what, what is so hard about playing a game in feudal Japan and I got to sit there and manage my rice rations versus my rice tax money. Like come on. Like it, it's, why yeah. does
1: no one want to play these games with me? It's so funny because all of these games are the same game, it's just the merchandise that you're trying to hoard and, and control is different. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes, the map's a little
0: different. Sometimes it's like you got to do a different pile to a different pile, but like... <laughs> I don't know. You could probably abstract
1: and just like generalize the Euro game. <laughs> So we did the Horus Heresy demo for a little bit, and we gracefully and quietly stepped out. There were so many people around that table, though. There were seriously a dozen people playing Horus Heresy at this table. Yeah, with the two guys just showing groups how to do stuff. Like I said, probably an 8x8. Honestly, we stepped back, and nobody seemed to notice, because I was actually stepping back when it was the other guy's turn, because he had models near mine, and then he was stepping forward. I shot my few things. We stepped back. We just walked away. Um, It just... it wasn't what I wasn't even registered You yeah. walked away I was I, just chilling yeah. Well I mean, We didn't need it It was Let, let people Most of the people On their head And played before Let them learn um, I'm trying to think Of some of the other Cool things that we saw because there were a few stops. There was the cat in the box, which I really wanted to try to play because it looked kind of fun. But, but the, we
0: kept missing the demo because we kept getting distracted because we neither one of us can ever stop talking.
1: And well, plus there's so much happening around you and the demos were short. And every time we turned around... There's a second edition for TAC? Um, didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. That's right. TAC second edition. And we we went up where they were selling it and said... Second edition Tack, are these new rules? Is there something different? And the guy's like, I have no idea, we just sell it. And I'm like, Oh, guy does not know the
0: just the rules for a random abstract strategy game. Come on, guy. Yeah. So we but now we did you look it up? Does it have new rules? No, I didn't look it up because I completely forgot about it. But Until I right also, this moment. Yeah. But they are in the uh playing hall and they said they might actually like know more over there, so or not in the playing hall in one of the adjacent We'd have uh, to ballrooms. Yeah, we have to I'm go check I'm gonna go look because I'm curious
1: And tomorrow we have to go to one of the booths Hopefully they have a standard board size Your mother sent me a message Saying at one of the booths And I'm gonna go check this out tomorrow In between games It's like in row 2900 So it's farther, I don't think we actually went to the Very farthest last two rows
0: Yeah, it's usually like
1: magic and stuff uh, Apparently Matthew Lillard Has a game Matthew Lillard, do you remember the movie Scream? Oh, no, wait. Okay. Scooby-Doo. Okay. He's shaggy.
0: Oh, of course.
1: Apparently, he's here this weekend. And apparently, he's got a game. He's
0: He's here. He has arrived.
1: And uh, so, apparently, he's at... And I just heard rumors. And nobody... I haven't seen anything about this. But your mom said, because there's people from... She's at the horror convention this weekend. Flashback weekend, 20th anniversary. I wish I could go to that. I wish these two weren't on the same weekend. Um, But there's other people from Scream and stuff at Flashback. And mom heard that Matthew Lillard is here promoting a game that he's involved in. And that's their booth. Now, I walked past and I didn't see him there. Um, but I'm going to go again tomorrow and see if he's there because that would be. Cool. I'm going to play Eclipse Phase tomorrow. You're going to play Eclipse Phase. I am going to, I'm going to go to a class on magnetizing your models so you can magnetize your Horus Heresy stuff. I can't. I will learn to magnetize my models for fun. And now rotor and,
0: won't have to ask you embarrassing questions like have you magnetized your models yet
1: Hey, not every this wasn't
0: embarrassing i just was answered no i appreciate
1: the confidence in, in the, your lie the funny thing is he asked me if i did i said no i'm no good at this and then uh, once again we signed up for these things of- You know, a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. last week, I'm talking to Rotor about Horace Hersey. Did you magnetize your weapons on your tank? No. I don't know how to do that. I'm not good at it. So then we get here, and I open up my envelope with all my tickets, and, oh, Saturday, I'm doing a class on how to magnetize your models. That's great. I forgot I signed up for that.
0: you from, like, eight weeks ago was a cool and smart guy. I, I don't know
1: that that's true but at least i'm going to do a magnetizing <laughs> at class. Least, at the very least he was helpful. <laughs> all right, so uh we're hitting over half hour. So let's wrap up, not wrap up, but let's so that was all of our gaming sort of stuff today. Um we did find out there's a Ted Lasso game and we oh yeah May have to go check that out Because
0: that's Funko Morgan's favorite show Funko seems to be publishing A lot of games Under a lot of different licenses Because of course They have a lot of licenses They're Funko They make all of the little Funko Pops
1: They have a bunch of Disney games For kids that looked so cute And if I had small kids I would have bought it They had It's a Small World Which is sort of a matching game But then as the clock moves From It's a Small World The little things change It was cute they had a mad tea party game where the the table was had a one you know the one leg in the middle. It's just the center leg of the table, and you are like balancing tea. And you got to balance the, the teacups on it, so it without it falling off. Little
0: cute fun kids games, uh, you know, haunted mansion game. I am not sure what that one is, but I also
1: know I sell it, so I recognized it. Yep, um, just so so many things. We did finish walking the hall. We saw so many cool games. Um god it's, it's 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 exciting to see how much stuff they have here actually it's kind of crazy at times uh i i love it i just it's i absolutely ridiculous. love it i absolutely love it um so we came back to the room i was tired from walking and getting up early so i i took a quick nap cuz i can do that uh and then we went to happy hour and then we went to go see a documentary called satanic panic um, and then we, we got there early, and I was talking to the dude sitting outside because we were just talking. I thought he was just another guy coming to see the movie, and it turns out he was the main guy, he's the in guy the in the documentary. We were like, "Oh, hey, dude!" Yeah, and we didn't tell us that. But then when we watch,
0: you know, he the was Geek Preacher. If anyone's heard of, yeah. him, he seems to be well known. But I think he's got
1: a website, geeky, Geekypreacher.com um, But it was it's it's literally a documentary about Dungeons and Dragons and the the Satanic Panic of the 80s and it tries to stick for it tries to stick mostly to
0: the satanic panic it's like well like like it does it like it's not like a deep dive into the history of dungeons and dragons specifically it's like it's 90 minutes the first 30 is giving you a background in dungeons and dragons in case you like aren't familiar with it which you know uh-huh. it's so, sometimes that's something i take for granted when i watch documentaries
1: it was still great to have interviews with the guys who worked at TSR when it was first starting Oh, up, that was incredible. Yeah. And just talking to them and and about like we were thought these people were crazy. They're like we like we thought th- we didn't even take them seriously cuz were, we're like when the, nobody like, you, the
0: first like rumblings of it were happening. They were sitting there and they were like we
1: genuinely didn't believe it. We were like no one actually is this stupid. Like it's and it it's it was actually a really great documentary. I'm very excited. Uh apparently it was it was produced in Canada though like yeah, it, was it was made like, here because the guy lives here yeah but the the production company is Canadian yeah the producer and the director I guess are Canadian so um, it's available in Canada I guess but it's not here now he did give us the Twitter name of the company that makes it and some and their Instagram and it's like just you know go on and ask them to release it in America or when are they going to release it in America um i'm hoping it gets released soon cuz i would i would watch it again i would actually it was really good i would actually you know because it's a small production company i would actually drop a few bucks like, and buy the dvd it? i would buy it um it did mention it did mention mazes and monsters and tom hanks um but the crazy thing is like i said i was 10 or 11 around the time this was really starting to get crazy. And then uh, when it really hit, I was like 13 or 14, and it brought up things that I remember, uh, but then it went into more detail about it and stuff. I didn't even understand um, the the complete hatchet job that the hit piece that 60 Minutes put out on them is in there. Um, the parents and the and the self-proclaimed experts in how this game... Dude, when that as someone
0: who grew up in a world where like you can fact check someone basically at will because the internet has existed for all of my life, it was like amazing. Like I was just sitting there and I was watching actual news clips like off of CNN and Fox and stuff. No,
1: I mean it was just like Channel Five. It was major. It was regular networks. We didn't have all that stuff back in the eighties. So well. You know what I? I'm just. just, I I I
0: don't even know enough to be able to tell those apart. But like we're watching like actual like televised news clips where, like, they were talking about like this person and being a doctor and stuff like that, and it's just like patently false this person was never a doctor of anything like they didn't teach at the school they taught at and it's like oh he was a
1: doctor but yeah they but said he taught like at a university we would sit, we would sit there to. and it's
0: like you know in 10 minutes someone on twitter would be like ah, oh, that's just not true like <laughs> that's not something like that's not
1: something you have to be aware the of university even. would be like no he doesn't teach here what are you saying but nobody's nobody corrected them the one dude went up and said uh, you know, twenty-six people have committed suicide because of playing this game. One parent or one one group of there's two parents who walked into their son's room and saw him summoning, summoning a, a demon. demon from the Dungeons and Dragons book before he killed himself. They saw a de- and I'm thinking And I'm like you're putting what? this on you're putting this on the news? Like you wh- what? Like where do you what?
0: That was part like of this. nobody's questioning this. Was nobody's p- saying, "Hey, did, did they got the." Just a query did it, did this person really really summon a demon from something out of a D and D book? Because honestly, if I could do that, if I could learn how to
1: summon a demon from a D and D book, I would never shut up about it. I'm fairly certain that that was part of the 60 Minutes clip, which is CBS. I mean, it's a major network and it's a news program. Um, the one lady's kid killed himself, and and Dungeons and Dragons was there, and she blamed it, and she became a self proclaimed expert on how this is ruining people. Uh, it was but she like wasn't an expert in anything in anything but then as people came and started having her come to Give talk at their thing when they're warning people about the dangers. She was one of the people they would hire to to come in and and talk about it. And then because she was an expert, quote unquote, right? But then the fact that she had spoken at all these places made people look, she's talked here, here, and here. She's talked to all of these different
0: police unions and things like that. And it's like, well, this person's obviously must know what they're talking about. Bananas. And the funniest part it was, is Literally fake it till you make it like take it to the extreme I don't like I have no idea How this could have
1: happened It's it w- It's so much It's great to watch because you get to see And you yeah, you do I grew up in the middle of it and I was still sitting there Parts shaking my head Parts of it was like yeah I remember this yeah I remember this But then, Parson's was like, "Wait, I don't remember this. What? What are you saying? I mean, the one investigator who's an ob, like, like they just base person who's like just like a straight up crazy person.
0: But guess what? I can't look you up on Google and then, you know, post on Twitter that you are like a crazy like one one of the biggest one of the biggest cases.
1: (laughs) One of the biggest cases where a kid disappeared in. in, I think it was in Michigan. Yeah, University of." yeah, Michigan State University, and he disappeared. And he was part of a group that played. They hired this 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 investigator. Um, he basically latched onto Dungeons and Dragons and looked at that and said, "I think that foul play happened, and he mu- he's most probably dead." held up the actual Dungeons and Dragons at the press conference the box um and their sales went through the roof because of that and then people kept burning the books and buying them to burn them and so they just kept selling more books and it's like
0: yeah it, they were talking about how initially TSR's like profits like quadrupled
1: in like one year yeah it's 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 a really fascinating documentary on how people just had no concept of what that game was and just straight up lying look it talks about how to cast a spell yeah that's that that's the title of the chapter the
0: the next line is like roll a d20
1: and add your in modifier like it's but they're like it's look it teaches them how to cast spells this is teaching them witchcraft some of the weird I
0: just it was like the most selective reading I'd ever seen. I was like, I suppose all of those words in that order are
1: there. It's yeah, no, it was fantastic, and that we did that tonight. Um, it was wonderful. They had a Q and A afterwards, and then after that we came back here and uh, we had some sandwiches, and now we're doing this. So that's our that's our day two of Gen Con, um, and again, there's still so much stuff we haven't. Gone to and done mm-hmm. Tomorrow uh, I'm going to uh, a, a game demo for Like a movie Game A game about movies That's something I like Harrison you're doing an RPG I'm playing Eclipse Phase Yep uh, And then I'm doing my, my thing And then we're back here We've got dinner uh, After dinner we're gonna probably get Do this and then pack up and get ready to go home on Sunday morning yeah, someone's got to shift at school on Monday. I, it's all meetings. It's all me if I didn't have to burn a sick day to skip it, I would I would skip it. My twentieth year at school. Plus we gotta make a couple stops on the way home. Oh yeah, we gotta stop at Albanese over just uh gummy bears. get some get go to the gummy bear factory and get some gummy bears. And then stop at Grognards. Ding 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 ding. Cause Harrison needs a Gundam. <laughs>
0: yeah, I kind of decided that our like I, I was just I was like sitting around one day
1: I'm like, hey ah, yeah, this kind of this needs to happen, so I'm gonna do that. So all right, folks. Um we will be back in, in well, we'll be back tomorrow in real time. We'll be back in a couple of days in uh podcast land time with day three of Gen Con reporting for Garage Gamer. So Harrison, thanks for doing this with me again. No problem. I am glad we did this because Kevin is still not back and it's like it's it is close to mid-30. Yeah. So, um folks Kevin may have died. I hope not. I texted him, he never messaged back. I mean, he must be having a great time at the puppet show. He could be really into those puppets. Or if he hasn't gotten back to you again, he could be dead. That well, would be very
0: okay. unfortunate.
1: <laughs> your your morbid sense of humor is not working. Not good here. That is our friend. Um all right. It's extremely bad. Folks, until it's next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, up, and only the faithful, faithful no no despair, except in failure. It it Alright.
0: Right, let's do the YAYARS now. I'm